0: Hello, and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVB Radio in Las Vegas, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at USA.org. I am so excited to have Dr. Joel Warsh on our show today. I've been following him on Instagram for quite some time now, and he's one of my favorite follows. He has such wonderful information. He's a pediatrician out of California, and he has his own program called RaisingAmazingPlus.com. And I've just, as a young mom, have really benefited from the resource of Dr. Warsh. And so I can't wait to have him on the show and talk about so many different um, ways that we can arm ourselves with information and educate ourselves on how to, um, I always say on the show, let's take back ownership of our healthcare decisions, not just leaving it in the hands of, you know, big pharma and everything. And we, we usually have have a segment on this show called, What Can We Do Now? Well, I think this entire show is about what can we do now? Dr. Warsh is going to show us some, alter- I, I hate saying alternative, but they, because they should be mainstream. I hope one day they're mainstream, that we don't just rely on Tylenol or antibiotics to give our children, um, that we rely on our, our natural instincts, our gut as mamas, and uh, natural remedies. And But we're going to start with whenever i talk to him i want to bring up this this slide first because this is really what um made me want to bring dr dr wash on he says i get it you are tired and overworked so is everyone but also Half of all of our children have a chronic disease. So you need to find that extra gear to protect them from being the next stat. We're going to talk about how you break free from that loop that they want to keep. They want to keep us busy. They want to keep our kids in school and activities all day. They want to keep us at the office all day. And so that way we're too busy. So we rely on the convenience of these different foods and these different medicines that are continuing to keep us in that cycle and our children as well of chronic disease, chronic illness, always needing to go back in for an ear infection and things like that. So we're going to talk to him about that dichotomy and how to break free from that prison of busyness and then natural remedies and solutions for everyday of um, uh, everyday things that you guys need with your kiddos and with your family. So I'm very excited to do that. And I want to encourage you all to head over to WeThePatriotsUSA.org to help us continue to do these education podcasts. We need your help. Just, you know, if you sign up for a monthly donation, just like $5 a month helps us to power this podcast so we can bring on guests like this and have wonderful graphics for you and things like that. to to really help to educate you um, and, and give you more information for what we can do next. So let's dive into our talk with Dr. Warsh. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives, asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Here from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. This episode is brought to you by The Freedom People, providing comprehensive solutions for individuals and businesses to take control and protect their freedoms. Visit thefreedompeople.org To reclaim your freedoms. This episode is brought to you by the Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. Visit carnivorebar.com for more information. I really suggest that you guys do so because I'm going to be talking with Dr. Warsh about solutions to this issue of chronic disease. Food is really at the center of it. And so, you know, yes, you might have to spend a little bit more on your food to get good quality food, but you're going to have to spend less on your healthcare later on. And, um, you know, also when you start to buy good quality food, you buy, you end up buying less food because you have you know, quality over quantity, if you will. And that's what we do with our carnivore bar. My one-year-old loves, loves, loves his carnivore bar. And it, it takes him like... It, I get basically like three snacks out of it for him because he can't eat a whole one himself. He just needs about a third of the bar for his snack and he's getting grass fed beef and tallow and the tallow is so important for brain development and everything like that. So, um, you know, just one of many ways that we're going to talk about solutions. So let's talk to Dr. Wash. Hi, Dr. Warsh. It's so nice to meet you. It's been a long time coming. I feel like for me, I've been following you for a very long time.
1: Oh, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to chat with you and follow you as well. And I think everything you guys are doing are great. So thank you so much.
0: Well, I appreciate that. And you know, it really everything that you do is wonderful. But a couple of these slides that I'm going to show up really struck a chord with me. And I know you probably hear this as a pediatrician, you get parents coming into your office, you know, especially if they're bringing a sick kid into your office, they're probably having to take off time from work to do so to bring the kid in. Do you feel like uh society in general has been fallen a prey and a prisoner to the busyness meets convenience and that's kind of coupled with the issues that we're seeing with the chronic illness
1: yeah there's no question about it i mean if you just look at the stats very simple stat that you, you posted there about half the children now have a chronic disease that's insane there was nothing like that before. And, you know, the first company people saying, oh, we're better at, you know, diagnosing things. Sure, we, we are. But there is no way that that explains even a fraction of what is going on. Half of all children should not have a chronic disease. More than 50% of adults have a chronic disease. Most adults are on some sort of medication. We're doing something wrong. We're doing a lot of things wrong. And, and that is, there. there's so many reasons. But I think the biggest one is that we are exhausted. There are so many things that are out of our control and we are falling prey to convenience and this lack of ability to have choices, have local food, have toxins, not so many toxins in our environment. It's just all these things together are leading to chronic disease. And there are things that we can do to change that. But if we don't actively work together to make those changes, it's just gonna keep going in that same direction. I mean, we're seeing it. it just goes up and up and up every year. Autism rates are going up. Diabetes rates doubled the last few years. Obesity in adults is like eight or overweight is like 80%. You know, we're, we're moving in this direction where everybody's gonna be sick if we don't do something about it. And that's really why I try to spread this message and just bring awareness because there are a lot of simple things that we can do to make a big difference.
0: I agree with that. I think that you know a lot of it is lifestyle changes, and they're going to be positive. It might take a little time, but they're going to be positive. You know, I kind of documented my journey earlier this year to to figuring out sourdough, and now I do it in my bread. I do natural yeast in my bread maker. I figured out how to make it more convenient. And yes, it takes some time, and yes, you have to kind of. Relearn and reteach yourself some things, but it ends up being better for you and your family in the long run. And that's just one of, of little one little tidbit. And I'm going to pull up some more slides that you had on your Instagram page, which I highly recommend people go follow you at Dr. Joel Gator on uh, on. Instagram. And, you know, number nine, I think is so important that alternative medicine is not woo woo, which is basically what I was saying at the beginning. I hate calling it alternative medicine. I wish that natural medicine was mainstream. And, you know, number 10, again, enough with the excuses. I am too busy or it is too expensive. I get it. But you must make changes with your friends. One out of two kids has a chronic disease. One out of two, like you said, 50%. Keep making the excuses, and it will be a hundred percent of the kids. And like you said, it has to do with poor nutrition. Number eleven, you say that here: poor nutrition with food devoid of nutrients, mixed with increased exposure to chemicals and toxins, is a recipe for our current healthcare crisis. And you know, just. Small, simple things that you might little remedies and ways that people can break free from the busyness and the uh, convenience foods. What are some tips that you have for parents?
1: For sure, and and definitely want to chat about that. I want to talk about the alternative woo woo. Yeah,
0: let's chat. I think
1: that's actually, like really, really important point. First of all, for me, just going back, if if you know some of your listeners don't know me, so I'm a pediatrician. I trained at a regular Western program a really good one and got through the training and absolutely love medicine and working with kids but i got frustrated with the regular system super short visits medications for everything and so that's what led me to start learning about natural medicine and integrative medicine i'm not against western medicine at all i, I think that they, we've had made amazing strides and we have cures for things that would have killed you just a few years ago and there are a, there is a time and a place to use it. If you, you know, you get hurt, x-rays are amazing. You can get an MRI, see inside your body. Like these things are magical, but where we are today with medicine is we're so quick to give a medication. We don't have enough time in the regular system to spend, to discuss things like prevention. It's like, here's your pill, you know, good luck to you. And then come back in, in two weeks if, if you're not better. And that's where we are in medicine today. I'm not woo woo. I didn't grow up um you know living on a commune or something like that i'm not way out there and it's fine if you are right but i just think that that we can combine the best of both worlds there's so many alternative practices out there but they're not alternative just like you said these are the things that have been around forever modern medicine is what's alternative that's the new thing the, these uh you know, western eastern practices chinese medicine ayurveda uh, thinking about prevention this is what's been around for thousands of years. And there's obviously some wisdom to that if it's been around for thousands of years, it doesn't mean that there aren't snake oil salesmen out there. It doesn't mean there aren't um, risks to doing something natural, but in general, these things work and they're safe and they support your body instead of treating something. And yes, yeah, sometimes you need a medication to treat something like you have a bad pneumonia. Thankfully we have antibiotics that can cure you, but most of the things are viral and you don't need a medication for it. And if you think about prevention in the first place, you never get sick and that's what we're missing. Right. And that's what, you know, I think where we get to what we can do, but the goal is not to treat things. The goal is to prevent them. And especially for me as a pediatrician, it's to get to kids and families first so that we can change the trajectory of where we're going. So that way we don't have 50% of kids having chronic disease in 10 or 20 years. If you have two kids, one of them is not going to be sick. There's no reason for that. This is something that we have done as a society, right? And it's it's not that you can, can change everything out there. You can't change the air, you know, or the water or things like that, but there are things that you can manage in in, in in the middle, and that can make a big difference for your family at least. And I see it every day in my practice because I barely see a lot of these things. I barely have to give medications in my practice because it's a self-selecting group of people that come that want to do things naturally. It doesn't mean we never do it. But it's just so much more rare than when I used to work in the hospital. And it really has opened up my eyes to what is possible and what we're doing as a society and just not realizing. It. And people want to blame genetics, but that doesn't make any sense. There is no way that we have changed as humans that much over the last 50 years where we've gone from rates of some chronic diseases where it's like one in a thousand, then it's like one in two. You know it's like we didn't change that much in 50 years What's changed is our environment and that means that as quickly as we've gotten sick we can as quickly get better over the next 50 years if we make changes but but it doesn't seem like anybody is waving a flag and saying we have a big issue here right so that that to me is kind of the backstory story where you know where i really want to talk about stuff online and, and just discuss this because it's scary it's terrifying i have a child i'm worried you know, i'm worried for him that he's going to have a chronic disease luckily he doesn't have Anything he's super healthy, but you know, it's it's very scary, I think, as a parent, just to see what the numbers are.
0: I think it is very scary. And I so appreciate you going through that background because it is very important. And I think, you know, that point that you just made there, um, that we can get better, hopefully just as quickly as we got, you know, to this point. And um also just talking about the the really cool spot we are in history, right? That we can Uh, go back and glean the uh, wise traditions like, you know, the Weston A. Price Foundation coined that term and see, you know, the good things that our people that came before us were doing with their food and with their medication. And, you know, it's not that long ago that people were growing their own food, making their own food, using natural medications. And then now fast forward that we have you know, modern medicine to step in, in emergencies or in extreme situations or in situations that we need it. But, you know, I think that finding that balance to where we have ownership of our own food, our own, what we're surrounding ourselves with and what we're ingesting as far as toxins and things go, that's going to, you know, really give us a leg up and not in preventing, you know, having that preventative and then only relying on the, the modern medication whenever we need to. And so what are some of your, your tips for parents that are like, okay, what are some of the first things that I can do to break free from this cycle?
1: Yeah, so to me, it's number one, thinking about health in the choices that you make. So your everyday decisions like when you go to the grocery store at what you're purchasing, what you're bringing into your home. I think that overall is gonna be the biggest factor. Just just thinking about the little things and making small changes here, 1% here, 1% here, and that makes a big difference in the long run in terms of what your child or what your family is exposed to. I think about it as the foundations. Everybody needs a good acronym, so I call it the seeds of health. Um, S being stress, E, environment and toxins, other E, exercise, D, diet, um, and final S, sleep. So these are the basic foundations, the things that we all know, it's not rocket science, not rocket science that we need to eat healthy or get some sleep or decrease our stress, but we just have forgotten about these things. We're so busy and we don't realize that if you're just chronically stressed every day, watching the news, watching all the horrible things going on in the world, comparing yourself to everybody else and, and being stressed about that, that's gonna lead to health issues. If your kids are not getting the nutrients that they need, and how are they going to be healthy? The food that we're eating these days, even the goods, the things we think are good, yeah. it's devoid of nutrients. It's mass produced, it's not local. You're eating something that was probably picked before it was ready, then it was shipped across the world, then it's sitting in a grocery store. Then you get it, then you eat it. And you know that if you pick something off a tree, if you've ever picked something off a tree or you had your own garden, it goes bad in like three or four days. So the food that we're eating is not fresh nutrient dense food. It's even ma- mass produced in some field somewhere where they're using a bunch of chemicals to get a higher yield, as opposed to the old you know, natural biodynamic ways. Like That's what we're getting for the most part. And you're literally built of what you eat, right? We know this, you're, you're built of the things that you ingest. And if your kids are getting crappy food, then how do you expect them to be healthy? How do you expect their immune systems to function? How do you expect them not? to get sick. I mean, there's, there's no way this isn't going to happen. Like this is what we're seeing. And that is in the best case scenario where you, you even are conscious and you're picking the healthiest foods available. And most people aren't doing that. Most people are eating prepackaged foods, things filled with sugar, things with preservatives, things with chemicals. And and that's just, if you look at the label and, and not just if you go and you eat the healthier food that you can get, I think the best that you can do is the best that you can do. So we need to be buying fresh produce as, as much as we can but the first step the very first step for every single parent is you have to read labels it's not a hard concept but it's far and above the most important and going to get you the farthest every single thing that you buy you got to flip it over you got to look at what's on there and if there's a long chemically name that you don't even know what it is don't buy it I'm sure it's not good for you if it's in some package with a fancy label and, and you know a cute picture from one of the you know like a movie or something like that it's probably not good for you they're trying to distract you from the actual food you should be buying things with real words like avocado and you know nuts and and berries and whatever if it has real words it's going to be at least better than the stuff that has a long chemically names and 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 that's the first place to start everybody can do that it doesn't have to be more expensive and you know one of the comments that i always get to come back oh it's like that's going to be more expensive and not everybody can afford it. And, and I get that. That's true, right? I mean, it can be a little bit more expensive. It doesn't have to be more expensive. There are certainly lots of options to which you can get a better version of something and it's, it's not more expensive. But at the end of the day, we can say this all we want. We can say it's more expensive, but if you want to be healthy, you have to eat healthy. So if you're going to spend money somewhere to me, that's the place to do it and, and try your best, if you, especially if, if you're financially constrained to just do the best that you can within your budget. Maybe you can make a garden um, or a few things and, and, and grow some of the things yourself. Maybe you can go and get to know a farmer and buy things directly. Sometimes things can be cheaper too if you get them directly from, from somewhere. It might be a little bit more work, but, but you can get farm boxes that are much cheaper than buying things in the store and it's gonna be even better for you. So there are a lot of options to which you can get, um, get food that is a little bit healthier, but not necessarily expensive, but some of it might be. And, and so at least to me, that's, that's a priority. And I'll spend my money on food, uh, as, as much as I need to, because that's just what I think we need to do. And, and I get it. I, I get that again, going back to the other comment, we're all tired and we're all financially strained, but look where we are. Right. Look where we are. Look at what the numbers are. And you can keep living the same way and you can make excuses. I mean, you can say you're too tired. You can say you don't have the time. You can say you don't have the finances and all of that may be true. But if we don't find another gear, if we don't prioritize some of these things and we let the excuse be that we're too busy, then your kids are going to be the next statistic. That's just the way that it is, because that's what the numbers are. I mean, the numbers don't lie, and if we keep living this way, then what do do you expect to happen? So we just have to do something different, and if you want your kids to not be part of that statistic, you have to find that other level for your family and find time to go shopping and cook food and buy healthy food and and do the research and and just figure out the small things that you can do. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't mean you can never eat a piece of cake again, but as long as you're doing this most of the time, then you're at least exposing your kids to some good nutrients. You're decreasing their toxin load and hopefully that's gonna be enough. Our bodies are amazing, right? Our bodies can detoxify, but only to a certain level. And it seems like we're getting over the level of what our bodies can handle too frequently and that's why everybody's sick.
0: Absolutely, and like you said, it's just making those slow change, you know, you don't have to do it all at once, just making changes as you go and, um, you know, even if your grocery bills a little bit higher which i know is hard in these times you know your your medical bills are going to be lower your your family's health is priceless and you know maybe you don't uh, go do entertainment type stuff quite as much you know you just you just prioritize but i want to talk you've had some good things about labels on your on your social media so i do want to talk to people about some of these labels and you see the the second photo on here about is blue number one, which is a dye, uh, contributing to your child's behavioral issues. I think this hits to the core of why it is so important to read those labels. And Dr. Warsh, like, I feel like almost everything that's geared toward kids has food dye in it. Talk to people about how, um, dangerous actually food dye can be for our kids.
1: Yeah, I, you know, when we're talking about dyes and just chemicals in general, most of them, especially when it comes to food dyes, have actually a ton of research to show the negative potential consequences of those. This isn't woo woo. This isn't out there. This isn't natural medicine. This is mainstream, very definitive. Like we're talking about red dye or blue dye, we look at behavior. These are some of the biggest contributors to behavioral issues. These are some of the biggest contributors to disease. I I think, I mean, these are, these are things that are poisons to some degree, and our bodies are just not meant to be ingesting them. And there's no reason that we should be, they're outlawed. Some of these things are outlawed in many other countries. uh, And we still have it because American laws are, are difficult. And a lot of things are not necessarily either studied here, or there's a lot of corporate interests that are involved when it comes to America, especially. And so a lot of these things are still in circulation when they are uh, outlawed other places. And that's because there, there's such definitive evidence that it causes issues. You don't need your drink to be blue. And even if it is blue, there are ways to do it um, naturally using you know fruits and, and vegetables and other things like that to get color that you need. But it's a lot simpler and cheaper for a company to put a couple of drops in and change the color and make it look pretty. And then your kids want the blue thing or the yellow thing or the red thing. And that's fine, but there's a huge cost to your health to be ingesting these things consistently. And, and that is very well known. It's very definitive. There are lots of articles on it. You can Google it for 10 seconds and you'll find a hundred things come up. And most people wouldn't argue it. They wouldn't argue that that there are health consequences to these things. It's just, this is cheaper and easier. And so we wanna get our kids to eat something and get some nutrition. And so we they do it. And until every parent realizes that these things are bad, it's going to continue. Companies are not gonna change things that are going to make it more expensive unless you force them to, but they will if everybody starts to decide we're not going to eat these things anymore. And you just, you work with the dollar, right? You you, you, you lead with the dollar. And if, if, if everybody wants organic, then companies make organic. If everybody wants these chemicals out of their food, they're not going to put them in there anymore. If you're not buying them, they do whatever works, whatever makes them the most money. And corporations are not evil per se, right? I mean, there, there's some you know things that are not great, right? About many corporations, but look, what are they doing? They're trying to make money right? That is, that is literally what their job is. Their, their end of their day goal is to make money for their board and their shareholders. And that is their money. That's what they have to do. And so at the end of the day, what they care about is making more money and not about you, not about health. And so we see this gradual progression over the last 50 or 100 years to corporations caring just about money and not about you. And they'll do whatever works to make them the most money. And they don't care about your health at all. And so we see that and we see this, like, I guess it's like pseudo evil at this point. I don't know what you want to, whatever you want to call it, but <laughs> it's, it's, it, to me, like, it makes sense. You watch a company and you watch what is the most profit. That's what they're going to do. Uh, if they get, you know, sued later on for $5 billion, but they make 10 billion, they're happy. They made $5 billion. They don't care. They care about what makes them the most money. So you have to care about your own family and do your own research at this point, because they're not going to do what's best for your health. They're not going to be like, oh, we see the research at this thing we know this thing isn't that great for you. So we're going to change it up with something more expensive and make you know fewer profits. They're not going to do that. Yeah. So you just have to realize that and you can be mad at corporations all you want, but that's just the reality of the world that we live in and they have a mandate for what they do. And I don't like it at all, but I also live in the real world and you're not going to change some multi-billion dollar corporation this week, but you can buy a different product and you can, you can force them to change what they do by not buying what they what they create. And if enough people do that, then we'll see products improve. And we are seeing a slow shift. There are a lot more natural products out there, a lot more, at least semi-better options out there. And that goes back to the first thing that we were talking about with with not making every change. You don't have to. You can You can buy chips, but just buy a better version. You can buy cookies, but buy a better version. Work your way down and make small changes. Because if you buy a really crappy chip and then you buy a little bit better chip, your kids are better off. And maybe the next time you can buy something else or have the meat a veggie, fine. But you don't have to go from chips to broccoli this week.
0: No, you don't. And like you said, making those incremental changes and then possibly, you know, making those cookies yourself, you're actually going to save a lot of money. You know, talking about if you start to get rid of those packaged foods, those those processed foods. Add up. And so um, when you start to do that, it, it makes it easier. Let's talk about some of these um, natural remedies in different ways. You know, a lot of pediatricians like to tell you to use Pedialyte, but I mean, come on, there's so many different uh, chemicals in Pedialyte that we don't know, <laughs> we can't pronounce. And you can make your own uh, version of Pedialyte or Gatorade or, or what have you, your own kind of adrenal cocktail. For your kids and uh, talk to people about about a natural way to do that
1: yeah so that's another thing that i always try to promote and discuss with families and again it's just time right it takes a little bit more time to create a rehydration solution you don't have to buy peel light; you can make it in five minutes i mean you just take some water you can take lemon juice or honey or salt or whatever and you can make it yourself you know the exact ingredients and you can avoid the blue dye or the red dye or the whatever crap is in there just by taking five minutes to, to make it. And then even if you're not going to be able to make it, there still are better versions. If you look around with better ingredients, just like the Tylenol slide that we had before. I mean, you can buy acetaminophen as Genexa or other brands, and at least they get rid of a lot of the chemicals and the crap in there. So you can just buy a better version of the medication, or you can create a better version of, Whatever you're being told to do, you don't have to buy the brand name. And usually, these a lot of these brands that you know, just look at the just look at it for five seconds. Next time you go to the store, just look at Pedialyte, turn it over, and you're like, why are there like five hundred things on this label? Like, what is the point of that? You need like a little bit of sugar, and you need a few electrolytes, and you need water. That's it. You're you're throwing up. Like you're giving you're literally giving a kid who's vomiting a bunch of toxins and chemicals. And this is what's supposed to make them better. It makes no sense, but it's it's marketing, it's branding. And it's easy for a doctor to say, oh, take some Light. What they really mean is we want you to be hydrated so that you don't have to go to the hospital to get IV fluids, right? That's what they want. Yeah,
0: why don't they just say that? Why do they have to give you some, you know, name brand? It's marketing. It's yeah, good marketing. Is marketing.
1: It's, what, it's what everyone's been taught. And I can tell you having gone through med school, there's no thought process around a lot of this stuff. There's no like what product should we, we be telling people? It's like, here's what people do. This is what's most common. Just do it. Doctors are not bad people, right? Pediatricians, you're yeah. not bad people. No. they are taking care of kids. They're yeah. trying to make your kids healthy. And we were taught something in school and training. And that's just it. You're just you're just taught these things. And so that's what you go out into practice to do. And you go out to practice to help kids get healthy. And doctor's not against you. We're on the same team. It's just that- we've been marketed to for so many years. And I think that the pharmaceutical companies and and these bigger companies are much smarter Mm. than we are in medicine in terms of marketing. And doctors just don't think like that. And they don't realize that your entire training is, is marketing, right? You're marketed pharmaceuticals and here's what the diagnosis is and here's how you treat it. And there's no discussion about the other things to do. I guarantee you, if doctors were taught a lot of this stuff, and we're given options and had the data to back it up and do, hey, you get sick, let's try vitamin D, vitamin C, elderberry, you know, these things. And this works just as well as giving you Tylenol. They would do it if that decreases your risks and your side effects. But we're just not taught these things. Uh, and there isn't the, the level of evidence that you have with a lot of these medications because the companies have the money to do the studies. So it's like you, you create the product, you do the studies, you teach the doctors how well these things work because the studies show that, and they they do work a lot of the times, they do help to some degree, right? And and so you see this chart and like, okay, yeah, Tylenol works great. Um, So that's what I'm going to use. But there isn't a comparative study on elderberry syrup or vitamin D or whatever, because there's no money in that, nobody's doing it. And so it's like, ah, those things are woo-woo, right? Even though they've been used forever. um, And then in vitamin D, it's like, every baby should have vitamin D, but then all the other vitamins, that's crazy. Right. It's, it's, yeah. it's literally just about research. Doctors are not against using vitamins and nutrients. They just don't know. There just isn't the research. And that's why I think and I hope over time more and more of this comes into the mainstream. And it is slowly coming in, but real slow. And the companies have a lot more money and can do things a lot faster. So it's, it's, it's just what it is. But on the flip side, as a parent, that means that you at home have a lot of power here. We know that people were healthier 50 years ago, 100 years ago in terms of chronic disease. So just think about some of those things, the basics like cooking and making sure your kids get sleep and trying to minimize the stress and the social media that you're exposed to and making sure you're getting outside and exercising and getting vitamin D. These things aren't complicated. Getting the sun is free. Um, But if you're inside, Every day. There was a recent recent study that said kids were getting outside about four to seven minutes a day on average, which is crazy. I don't know if that's true. It seems. How is that
0: even like (laughs) I know they at least do have recess at most schools, Uh, although that's been pulled out. But but I don't think that is too far of a stretch. I think it's obvious because what's the recommended there? Kids probably aren't even close to getting
1: recommended hours like it's got to be yeah. hours right? you should be outside even if that number is low i don't know let's say you're getting out 25 minutes or 30 minutes a day it's yeah. not enough yeah. we we evolved with the sun you need to be outside you got to be getting your vitamin d you shouldn't have to get it from a supplement everyone shouldn't be deficient but we are because we're not living the way that we evolved we're living in concrete communities outside of nature We're not eating food that's local. We're not eating food that's fresh. And if we don't do that, our bodies are not built to handle that. And that's why we're all getting sick. It's not rocket science. Like this is literally what's happening. We're just not living the life that we're supposed to be living. And so we're getting sick and we have medications and things that are helping us to live a little bit longer in terms of infections. So we have gotten a lot better at that over the last 100, 200 years, but now chronic disease is the big problem. And so medicine needs to be somewhere in the middle. Now it's, we're, we're pretty good at treating infections. We have antibiotics. We do a pretty decent job at that, but now the bigger problems seem to be chronic disease. So we have to focus back and say, okay, well, we're, we're doing really good at all this stuff, but now maybe we've got to spend a little bit more time on prevention. And that's going to start with parents. Everything is really slow in medicine. Probably 30, 40 years, we'll realize this hopefully, and, and things will move back. But if you want your kids to be healthy now, medicine takes 20, 30 years to change. So, it's not going to change tomorrow. You have to do it at home. You just have to. And if you don't do it, then your kids are going to get sick. That's just the reality.
0: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful message um, to end it on there that it comes down to you. And like you said, too, even when you're when your kids are sick, you know, doing that research yourself of ways that you can naturally treat it, because like you said, the the doctors just aren't equipped with that knowledge right now. So to have that in your back pocket when you do talk to your pediatrician, so you can kind of weigh your options there and not just be forced down one um, avenue, I think is so great. Well, tell people, you know, all the different amazing ways that they can follow the wonderful work that you're doing. Of course, go to Instagram at Dr. Joel Gator and tell us about RaisingAmazingPlus.com
1: sure yeah so the the best places to find me would be at dr joel gator either instagram or twitter and then you can also go to raising amazing plus and i have a bunch of courses and programs and lots of free stuff there as well but probably the 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 one that the people well the one that people are loving the most is the natural parenting course so i have a course where it's a natural parents navigating the western medical system and i talk about all the ways all the things that people have asked me over the years in terms of their frustrations with the Western system, especially if they're naturally not woo woo, but just, you know, somewhere in the middle, how do you talk to your doctor about a supplement? What supplement should you take? How do you deal with prescriptions if you don't really want to take it? Um, All the things that, that parents are um, concerned about shots, all these things, and how do you bring it up with your doctor and discuss I don't necessarily agree with all the things that you're saying here. Here's what I'm thinking. Let's have a discussion. Or how do I find the right practitioner for me? I get that question all the time. Like, how do I find a practitioner? Yeah. Like, and you have to, you have to do the research. And again, I'm not woo woo. I did all the regular training, but I'm just more open I think to natural medicine and integrative medicine and just trying to blend those two worlds. But I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one out there. And so there are ways to, to find practitioners that are a little bit more open open and you should not be going to a practitioner that you're fighting with every day or you don't feel comfortable talking to like it's insane you know that that, the doctor doesn't want you and you don't want them right that's fine like there's nothing wrong with it i always tell people it's like if you don't want to come to me if i'm the right doctor go somewhere else there's a million doctors and there are a million patients i want people that want to be with me every doctor does and so here's how you figure out how to have those conversations and if it's not right for you don't feel ashamed you shouldn't be crying you know when you're going home from doctor and i get that i get that in interviews People yeah. like they, they were crying at their last visit because the doctor wouldn't listen to them or shame them or whatever practitioner mm-hmm. and that's you shouldn't be going to somebody like that go to somebody else it's not a good fit you should be partnering up with your practitioner
0: i agree with that i um we got booted from our first pediatrician, because we uh, decided not to do vaccines. And, you know, we were really butting heads on all that me and my pediatrician. And um, it was hard. It was hard as a mom to to feel like that. And and so it actually, you're right, it ended up being a blessing for us. And we ended up finding someone better that we saw more eye to eye with. And it wasn't so stressful going to the doctor knowing that you're going to get in a fight with them.
1: Right, why, why are you going somewhere yeah. where you're, you're going somewhere to help protect your kids and support your kids and support yeah. your family. And if you're going somewhere where you don't even feel like you can have a discussion, you don't have to agree on everything, no. but you, you should be able to have a discussion and your practitioner, your doctor, should be able to at least say, here's why I think you should do these things. Here's what I think is the safest. Here's what I think is the best for their health. Here are your options of what you can choose. And here are the risks and benefits of whatever decision you make they may be very pro something and you may be not so pro something but they should be able to tell you the pros the risks and the benefits and then you should be able to make decisions based on whatever decision that is whether you know it's taking a medication let's say for a virus right an ear infection Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe you don't have to take an antibiotic today maybe there you could wait two days or one day you should be able to have that discussion and be able to say well i don't think it's so bad do i really need to do it today and they should be able to tell you yes, you absolutely need to do it. This is serious. I'm very concerned about your child, and here's why. Or, well, you know, maybe you could give it another couple of days, or, or here's the pros and the cons. That's the discussion we should be having. It's not our job to take to tell you what to do. It's our job to inform you of your options and guide you into making decisions based on the best evidence. Unless something's super serious right now, then it's our job to be like, yeah, you better go to the hospital. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I just so appreciate all the work that you do. Um, you know, obviously there in your own practice, but for all of us uh, that aren't there locally with you to be able to follow you and equip ourselves, I'm going to have to sign up for that that course, the Naturally Minded Parent course. I think that that's awesome. That sounds so cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I have a feeling we're going to do more of these um, in the future. I really enjoyed it.
1: I would love to. Thanks.
0: Thanks. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org, so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given and alienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson presented by We the Patriots USA.